Welcome to episode 113 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. Today, I speak with the winner of the Menopause Weight Loss 60-Day Challenge. Christine crushed this challenge. Not only did she lose a significant amount of pounds and inches, but she lost the weight of food, guilt, and shame, which is huge. She also silenced the inner mean girl voice that had told her for so long that she just wasn't good enough. If you're a woman over 40 and you're wondering, like, can I actually lose this weight and can I change these habits that I've had for so long, you got to come and listen to Christine. Before we jump into the episode, reminder, my free master class, the Menopause Fat Loss Formula, I'm going to teach you exactly the formula that Christine used to get these results. This free class is August 31st and Wednesday, September 1st. So it's coming up really soon. It's next week. You can register now. The link is going to be in the show notes. You can also find the link to register for the free class on my website, Kim Schlag Fitness. At the class, we're going to talk about how exactly you lose weight like this. And if you're interested in joining the next round of the 60-day challenge, details will be in that class. Let's go. Hi, Christine. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for getting on a call with me. Of course. Of course. Glad to. It's fantastic to get to talk to you one-on-one. No, I know. At this awesome. What's that? I, I, you're right. It's great. Uh, it's fantastic. So look, we've obviously talked before in group calls in the group, but never one-on-one. Remind me, like, where are you from? I'm from New York City. New York City. Yes. And How are things in New York City right now? Brutally hot and humid. Um, I just went to work out and I was just dripping with sweat, just in the gym, on the train, outside. Oh, gosh. You know, I have to walk the dog, so I'm... And how are things like post pandemic? Like the place got really cleared out. Is it still like that? Are people back? No, 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 no. My neighborhood is hopping. In fact, it's been an improvement. There's so many nice restaurants now that have outdoor seating. Um, You know, the traffic, the traffic is back, which kind of stinks because you can't really, I mean, there's just a lot more cars and scooters and bikes and, but it's been great to go to Central Park. It's not super yeah. touristy yet. So it's just okay. like, it's like having it for New Yorkers. Yeah. And how long, are you like longtime New Yorker? Like how long have you lived there? 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So long yeah. term. Really long term. Long, longest I've ever lived anywhere. So. And then tell me about like what you do and your family. Sure. Um, I, well, I was a grant writer. Right now I am as part of my menopause journey or my new chapter in life, I've decided I don't want to be a grant writer. So I've been taking Python coding classes. I have my master's in public health. So I want to move into uh, going back into project management, going back into data science. So that's okay. that's my goal for 2021. That's a big um, move. Yeah, yeah. It's- um, Congratulations. That's, that's fun. Um, I have two kids. And one's in college. She is at Oberlin. She's a sophomore. And then I have a son in high school who's going to be a sophomore in high school. Okay. He's a hockey player and um, two dogs. My husband uh, works in Midtown and uh, we're really busy. Like, It sounds like it. It sounds like it. So Christine, you were the big winner of the menopause weight loss course. I was so excited. Were you excited? Yes, I was. I was. I was listening to you crossing my fingers and I was hearing (laughs) the other ones coming in. I was like, oh, those are so good. Those are, they're so right. Like I felt like so many people got 
what you were, you know, what you were saying. And it just, it felt, it was such a great group. So I was very excited. Yes. Yeah. Well, you made incredible, incredible progress, but tell me about where you were before we started the course. Like, why did you join the course? Where were you, it, you know, with your fitness, with your weight? Like, what was that like for you? Sure. Um, I've always been sort of a, a bookish kind of kid. I might, my family was not into sports. My family was not into being athletic. Um, and I, I didn't come into that until college. And then I discovered a love of running. I discovered a love of spinning. I, um, I got quite fit. I really enjoyed working out. I had a group of friends I worked out with from work. I was really lucky. I went to the University of Utah for graduate school and they had a program that I wish everyone had, which is if you worked out on your lunch break, you got an hour and a half for lunch that they paid for because they expected you still needed to eat, you still needed to clean up to get back in the office. And I thought that was just such a supportive way to support their their employees. Um, And then I was skiing and I blew out my knee. I, my ski did not, I got on a sheet of ice. My ski did not dislodge. I felt my knee go pop and that kind of threw everything off. And from there, I got it repaired, did the rehab. It was fine for a while. And then it just started to degrade. Um, you know, just while we were waiting for the swelling to go down, I got some bone on bone action and I just wore out. So I had a total knee replacement two years ago. Okay. That was going great. I was doing the Peloton, um, but I was slowly starting to gain weight. And I ended up gaining about 15 pounds and just, it just kind of felt like, and and menopause hit at the same time. So I just felt like, oh, this is inevitable. I'm kind of doomed. I'm going to start looking like my grandmother next Mm -hmm. thing you know. And, and then I um, came across um, first Jen Gunter. Okay. Yeah. Jen Gunter. And she led me to Amanda Thebe who led me to you. Uh, And trifecta. It was like all these great women of, you know, uh, authors and of Instagram. And I just, um, I realized, you know what, I I can change this. I can, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make this commitment and I'm going to see what happens. I've done it before. I did a total knee replacement. That was not easy. I've done so many things that are not easy. Um, you know, I've, and I've done it mostly like not just for myself, but other people. I'm like, it's time to focus on myself and do this. And it worked. Incredible. I lost and, 10 pounds. Um, and I just felt like my body was back and my energy level. I just felt strong again. That's the most important thing. It's like, yeah, the weight is great. And I love being able to fit into some old clothes. I still have, I still have another 10, 15 pounds to go, but that's not what's important. What's important is like, I'm just feeling really like I go to the gym and I'm one of those women now who is loading up the big plates and doing deadlifts, you know, I and, love it. Yeah. That makes me super excited for you. All right. So tell us like, what did you do? So losing 10 pounds is not something that anybody stumbles into accidentally, right? You don't accidentally lose 10 pounds. How did you do it? So, you know, we worked together on this course. Like what, what did you, what did, what did the days look like for you? Well, so the big, I mean, I've counted calories all my life. Like I think most women, you know, were raised to know how many, my husband's like, how do you know how many calories are in an egg, how in a banana? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just know. Um, but, but what I liked was first of all, the, it was, I was probably like making myself eat too, too few calories. And then I was falling apart at the end of the day. And I wasn't doing, I think the best tool was that consistency calendar because it was, 
am I doing, am I pre-logging my food? Am I making sure I get the protein? Like that was the difference. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much the calories, the working out, I've done that before, but I've never really upped my protein levels and I've never looked at my consistency over time. And those two tools, I think really made the difference for me this time and moving that, moving that needle. So was it surprising to you, um, what your consistency was like, was it surprising to you, um, how consistent you needed to be, or were you like, this makes sense? It was surprising how consistent I needed to be. And it was surprising. Like, I mean, I knew I was fooling myself about because I do, and I still do. I have to say over the summer, I still like absentmindedly will take that piece of chocolate or try when I'm cooking dinner, you know, to make sure that the seasoning is right. I'll try the food. It ends up being three or four bites and I never would count that. And and just to log every little thing that I put in my mouth, it was eye-opening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to pull something up here. Okay. I want to read your own words to you. Can I do that? Sure. Um, I loved this. Instead of treating weight loss as an exercise in denial, I've learned how to find pleasure in lifting and spending time walking and riding my bike. And then listening to that voice that reminds me that not all occasions demand bagels or cheese plates. Right. I love that. That's a, that's a light bulb moment. It was. And I, another, I mean, it really was. And even on the days when like, I don't want to get on a bike or I don't want to go to the gym, I find, I remind myself, there's never been a single time in my life where I have left the gym and gone, darn it. I should have not gone to the gym. Like ah, that was awful. I've always been really glad when I leave or when I get off the bike. And so, you know, I just remind myself, even if I don't want to be doing it, like at the end, I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. I did it. Like I'm going to enjoy that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. And that last part where you said, because it's just how our culture really is like not all occasions demand bagels or cheese. Were you pretty much like we eat at everything we do kind of person like the rest of us? I, um, well, and it was the first two months when I started the program, I just noticed the sheer abundance of food trucks and delivery services and the food ads and it's in your face constantly just like consume 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 eat eat this eat this no don't eat this you know eat our brand and I mean it's relentless and I'm sure it's not just in New York City but you just happen to notice a lot here because I live on Broadway there's the trucks are everywhere but um, we do we live in a society where they I'm sorry my dogs are arguing That's okay. um, we live in a society where you can just like cons- constantly cons- you know encouraged to consume like so And how did you then make that shift to being like, all right, not going to keep doing that. Right. I, I just, I just try to treat it like they want me to do that. I'm, I have different goals for myself. Mm. That's their goal for me. I'm not interested in that goal. I have no interest in it. I have a different goal for myself. That was the mentality I went around with. Um, I and I just would that. remind myself of that, you know, because it, because it is, it's real, it's pretty relentless. Um, mm-hmm. and interestingly, you also said this. So the things that I'm reading is this is what Christine wrote, um, in at the end of the menopause weight loss course, people could send in, um, what they felt they learned and then their progress pictures. And then I picked a winner and Christine won. And one of the other, and that's what I'm reading is from the entry that she wrote to me. One of the other things you said, it's interesting from, from what you just said, you're like, you know, everyone's trying to get you to eat and there's food everywhere. And I said, that's just not my goal for me. Interestingly, you followed that sentence up with this. I actually enjoy food more now. I don't feel shame when eating. I did. Tell me about that. 
So I used to just like, I would almost surreptitiously hide the piece of chocolate that I was eating because I just felt guilty. I felt like um, I was being caught. If yeah, I didn't want to get caught doing it. Now I'm like, you know what? It's part of my program. I've built it into my day. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have that piece. And then that's enough. Um, and then I, I also recognize the times when I can have it. So like in the, in the, I've noticed that for me personally, late afternoon, I need a little snack. I need like a little sugar pick me up or something. So that's when I give myself those two little dove chocolate squares that I love and I enjoy them. I put them on a plate, like you said, and I sit there, I don't look at my phone and I really enjoy them. And I don't do late night snacking anymore. Like my husband loves his bowl of popcorn while we're watching Netflix or, you know, or his pistachios. I just don't, I don't indulge in those. Cause that's, it, first of all, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't sleep well. And that's not when I'm really hungry. That's just sort of like casual eating. So I've, I've learned to just, I guess, um, recognize when I really am hungry and make sure I enjoy it. Make sure it's something I want to, I want to eat. So. I love that because, you know, it's so easy to just fall into the, well, this is what we do. Like at night, that's when we snack, right? That's what people do. And that you were able to realize like, all right, I do want snacks and I specifically want chocolate, but actually I really want them at afternoon time. And so that you could personalize that because many people are like, no, really what I do want is an after dinner um, dessert or I want a drink, right? And they can do that. But finding what works for you instead of molding yourself into a certain diet, it seems to really have worked for you. Yes. Yes, exactly. You have to find what, what your body wants, like really wants, not, not because you're bored or because you're, uh, distracted, you know, yes. or you're feeling down, but when you really want it. So that's a big one. That's a big one. All right. This is probably this thing I'm about to read to you now. This is probably the thing I was most excited about. Um, when I read, when I read your entry here, most importantly, I have neutralized that mean girl voice in my head. I did not realize how loud she was until this course. She constantly told me my priorities were not as important as others. And that I should not speak up without these sessions. I would not have realized what nonsense that is. Now I see that not only is that voice wrong. Most of the time, it doesn't offer me any benefits. It's the last remnant of a childhood that I've walked away from in every other way. Why let that voice hold power over me when I said goodbye to the rest of that history a long time ago? Now I talk to myself the way I would talk to a friend. I hope to have this body for a long time more and I want to treat it well. That actually brought tears to my eyes when I read that the first time. Tell me more about that. So, so I mean, I think the pandemic has made everyone stop and think a lot about our lives and our our goals for living and what do we, you know, what do we want? Like, we're going to, we're going to get through this, but what do we want on the other side? And one of the things that I decided was I was going to be more empathetic to other people. And I was going to see, I was going to work really hard on like understanding um, because my kids were going through a very hard time. My son in particular with not being in school and waiting for the vaccine. I mean, it was, it was very hard for him. And I, instead of, you know, being the mom and you know, I tried to be more empathetic. I, I was working very hard with my friends who were going through a very hard time to be empathetic. And then I had this epiphany that I wasn't being empathetic to myself. Mm. I was being very hard to myself my, my whole life. And I was listening to, you know, I mean, we all have it, but for me in particular, it was my father's voice, like sort of, you know, belittling me. And, and I was just like, I'm putting all this, this work into trying to understand other people and I'm not listening to myself. I'm not being kind to myself. And when you talked about the mean girl and about, would you talk to your friend like this? 
it was like a light bulb went on. It's like, you know, I would never talk to a friend the way I talk to myself ever. And I'm going to start doing that. You know, I'm going to start, I'm going to start acting like I'm talking to a friend and it was hard at first, but it made such a difference. Um, we, I, and then when I would step on the and like stepping on the scale every day, it's like, yeah, it went up, but that's okay. I know, you know, it's going to go down again. It's going to move. Um, when I would, you know, not work out as hard. I, I just, I don't know. I just became kinder to myself. I just tried to, to act to myself the way I wanted. I was trying to act to others. So, yeah. So was it an awkward transition to like recognize that voice and talk back to it? Felt bizarre. Yeah. Um, Cause it felt like such a part of me. Like, of course, this is what you do. Of course you got to be hard on yourself. Of, you know, who else? I mean, you gotta, and then I realized, but it hasn't gotten me anything that I wanted. Like that's not, it hasn't made me, it's just made me feel bad. Yeah. Um, so really I didn't do it out loud. I think that would have been, you know, I know some people were saying that, you know, they did it in front of a mirror or something. I mean, and that might work and that didn't, wouldn't work for me, but I just, in my, in my head, I just was I actually visualized a friend of mine who had needed a lot of support during the pandemic. And I just pretended when I heard that voice in my head, I pretended it was her and what I would say to her. And that made all the difference that really clicked for me. So that's powerful. That's really, that's really powerful stuff. So you're four months in now, down 10 pounds, mm-hmm. putting on the, the big plates at the gym. That's yes. exciting stuff. <laughs> Obviously, like four months is not long in the, in the grand scheme of things. And we all still have struggles. Like I was struggling years in. What would you say right now is the, the, the biggest struggle you have with your fitness journey? So right now over the summer, I have decided that I'm just, if I maintain, that's good. And going into fall, I will start doing losing again because, um, I mean, while I like all the summer salads and I, um, my family, like my son, if I don't make pasta, he's not going to eat. And I don't want to cook multiple meat. I mean, I tried to move. <laughs> that was a vow I made. Like right. we're going to make, we're going to make one meal for everyone. Um, so I've, um, yeah, this summer I'm maintaining and then going forward come fall, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. And it's been working really well. I haven't been, I haven't been doing any calorie tracking, just like you said, um, but I've been getting all my workouts in. I kind of know now by eyeball, like what I should be eating, what I shouldn't, I know what I enjoy and yeah, it's, it's been going, it's been going well. So. And have, can you think of another time that you've successfully purposefully maintained your weight? Is that something you've actively done before? Yes. Yes. And it's always been for me personally, um, I mean, exercise is a big part of it, like, but it's not exercise alone. It is being mindful about what I eat, but exercise is a big part of it. I could, if, I mean, the person who, the Christine who would only eat 1200 calories a day and not exercise would always be bigger than the person who ate 1700 calories a day and exercise. That's yes. just a fact, you know, so. Yeah. Well, and usually how that ends up is when you're eating the 1200 calories, the 1200 calories is really in quotation marks, right? <laughs> because right, right. It comes back to those lick bites and tastes you were talking about. They were still there. Still and so there. probably 1200 calorie Christine was probably, you know, 2,500 <laughs> calorie Christine, right? And, uh, and irritable and. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so, okay. So when fall comes around, you're heading back into a deficit. How are you going to approach that? Are you going to calorie track? Are you going to do non-calorie counting kind of challenge? What are you going to do? 
I'm going to go back and use the consistency calendar. I found that was a really great tool and pre-logging my food. Mm. That's what I have stopped over the summer is I'm not doing pre-logging. I have my refrigerator stocked with all my healthy choices. I have all of that, but um, no pre-logging is taking place. And Got it. And so when you dial it back into a deficit for maintenance, that's going to be the piece. My my obnoxious little girl. Let me show you her. (laughs) She's not so little. (laughs) That's a big doggy. (laughs) That's the small one. The big one's in the corner. Oh, really? She's just whining from the... Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, I'll let you go. Um, All right. Before we wrap up, is there anything I can help you with? Um. Not right now, but I will think about it. I will okay. think about it. Because I know where to this. find me in the group. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know where to find you. <laughs> Christine, I, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I've just been super, I was super impressed with how you, you took the things that I taught in the course and you really worked hard at them. None of that stuff happens easily. That is, we're not you know, talking back to that voice in your head. That's not easy. Getting a hold of your nutrition. That's not easy. Really working, pushing hard in the gym. That's not easy. People go to the gym all the time without really pushing with intensity. And you've clearly done that, um, really pushed yourself and you're getting great results. So thank Thank you you. so, so much for being here. Of course. Thank you. (laughs) All right. It was great talking to you. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. It really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.